0: What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. Woo My name's Ron, <laughs> and this is a podcast about movies, about television programs,
1: about burning your taint because you were standing naked over a
0: candle. Yeah, sometimes it happens. Uh, but Ryan, what I will recommend is that you find a different way to extinguish your Beth and Bodyworks candles. Uh, I- I will not. I, I like to, the burn. I like to just put the lid on mine. It reminds but me of being If young. you like to fart your candles out, let me just say that that is a, a very dangerous proposition and Nobody's one that will farting anything out definitely. I'm and I'm just trying to figure out why your tape would ever be that close to a candle. I'm smothering it. Okay, so you do, you like to sit on the candle? Yeah, I like to sit on a lot of things. Kinky, <laughs> you get kinky with the candles. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: BDSM or whatever the kids are into.
0: I pretty uh, it could be. I guess that could be a form of that. Um, Yeah, yeah. I I can't think of anything uh, less pleasant to smell than maybe burnt hair. A burnt taint. Burnt taint might be slightly, slightly worse. Um, yeah, Uh, definitely
1: hair on that too.
0: Definitely my least favorite Bath and Body Works scent, for that matter. Uh, No good. I don't know what they were thinking when they put that one out. Um. They were trying to appeal to the fetishes. One smells like feet. <laughs> yeah, apparently, burnt taint flavored candle was not very popular. It pe- it pulled very poorly in all regions.
1: But it really took off as a jelly bean flavor.
0: <laughs> the fucking Harry Potter, the Harry Harry Potter, the Harry Potter jelly bean flavors. Where it was like fuck. Oh, we got fucking bloody diarrhea flavor now, oh, and, God. and like throw up flavor. Oh man, this would taste like cherry we've got cherry and boogers and soap and blackberry and watermelon and grapefruit because everyone fucking hates grapefruit that's the worst one of the all. probably
1: out of all those choices (laughs) give me grapefruit
0: Uh, you take grapefruit over like blackberry or raspberry or cherry or burnt taint just give me cherry (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: plain jane enough to be like okay (laughs) um no i had the bamboozled one time and like the real trick about the bamboozle Is everything could be one or the other, except for the brown ones. It's always dog food. There's never been chocolate in there. There's a dog
0: food flavored one? Yeah. Gross.
1: Oh, it was terrible. I ate them so much, hoping. I was like, this one's got to be chocolate. This one's got to be
0: chocolate, right? This one's got to be. It was all dog food. I have never known of anything as insane as people playing Russian roulette with fucking jelly beans. like. That is a wild life there for a while, man. That was we did some crazy shit in the early to mid two thousands. That was the exact same point in time we were putting out green ketchup. You remember that? (gasps) And purple, green and purple ketchup.
1: Yeah, that was a different time to be alive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What were we thinking?
1: I don't know. I I don't get it. (laughs) I'm trying to think of other things that were so bad around that time, like. Fashion. Fat, well, I mean, you could say that about any time. Like, uh, <laughs> what what was uh, UGGs? Like, I know girls would be wearing those UGGs, and girls like, be wearing those UGGs. They'd be
0: wearing those UGGs, and they'd be wearing um, uh, potato wearing, shoes. You remember those? The what shoes? The Birkenstocks, but they were just like the, uh, they were just like the brown like loafs. Looked like you were walking around with potatoes on your feet. You remember those? I don't remember those. All right, fair enough.
1: Look them up. I've never seen anybody wear <laughs> potatoes. On their feets, I'm trying to look up things in the early 2000s that were just fashion do nots.
0: There's got to be some more things about the early to the Fashions. 2000s that were bad. Do nots, do
1: nots, do nots. Um, uh. Okay, okay. Twenty six style mistakes everyone made in the 2000s from good housekeeping. Oh, good. Um, lace up shirts man this looks stupid where, you, where everyone wanted to look like Johnny Depp uh, plastic bracelets but I just feel like that would happen like even oh here's one this is one and hardy shirts
0: oh this is a big one especially if you've watched Jersey Shore recently like we all have oh, for sure <laughs> man t-shirt time often included oh. some really really fucking bad ones
1: turtleneck sweaters Oh, Lonely Island. Yeah. That, uh, Abercrombie and Finch. I mean, that was just a. That was the knockoff Abercrombie and Fitch. Fishnet crop tops. <laughs> oh, denim on denim on denim. Yep. That's a Canadian that's a, tuxedo. That's another big one. Another big one. Oh, uh, let's see. Funky fedoras. No. Ah, fedoras were pretty bad. Bandana shirts. Those were not good. Nightgown dresses. You want to look like somebody's grandma about to go to sleep in the daytime? Sure. Come on down. <laughs> oh, dusters, floor length dusters. Gross. Um, what is this? Oh, <laughs> Livestrong bracelets. And then we found out
0: we're really being like steroids. Let's, uh, yeah. Threatening reporters and doing steroids. Airbrush jeans. Trucker hats.
1: Studded belts. I am guilty of this one. I wore studded belts. I
0: also owned multiple studded belts. I did an all white one. I had the black one with the metal, like the metal tips on it. Yeah. All of them. Let's see.
1: Okay. Here's the opposite of today's low rise jeans. I've noticed a lot of people are wearing mom jeans now.
0: Yeah. Weird. Uh, What about headbands and or streaky highlights? Oh yeah. I remember the streaky
1: highlights schoolgirl skirts. That was not a fashion dome. That was a fashion. D- d- oh, do me,
0: please. Here's, here's a big one. Do you remember this trend? Popped collar polos.
1: Yes. <laughs> I did that last night, but not on, well, I did it on purpose to be funny, but yes, I'm aware that that is not something to do. Yeah. I remember all those douchers like in, we I wouldn't go to like clubs, but whenever I did go to clubs, I'd see those guys, you know, like,
0: lame or the shutter shades. Remember? The shutter sha- Oh Remember yeah. All these <laughs> I just All these make me think of Jersey Shore. Basically, Pop collars. Almost every almost every single thing on this list is the same. Throwback jerseys. I don't know if I agree with that. You Throwback jerseys? Yeah. I like jerseys. Yeah, especially like a fucking Charlotte Hornets jersey. Those are fuck. Those are cool. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, people I, they used to, cool to wear them No matter like, what type period it's wrong. People used to wear them
1: hardcore. I remember uh, like the NASCAR jackets were really big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. Are the bomber jackets. Are, were the, are those still big? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're still as big. But yeah, definitely. I definitely know what you're talking about anyways what a great time to be alive no what a terrible time to be alive start talking about that the colored f- ketchup <laughs> what was what
1: was the worst fashion
0: trend you've ever had uh i don't know <laughs> i would say maybe the studded belts but it was definitely a thing at the time it wasn't just like i was the only one doing that i, I used to wear to- a lot of really deep v-neck shirts oh yeah before i had chest cleavage hair. I'd really had man cleavage, like Jake your nipples out. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I had I wore some pretty significantly deep V's for a very, very long time. Hell yeah. Um Also, I think I was in on skinny jeans before, like the second person at my school to start doing that. <laughs> hey, did they make fun of you? I'm like, hey, mate. Uh, not really. Hey, bird legs. What not, are you doing? Not really. I definitely like canary. Definitely a lot skinnier back then, but um. Yeah, I don't know. What about what about you? You got any fashion regrets from the early to mid two thousands? You like oh, to get off your chest.
1: Yeah. Well, there was one I was very proud of. I had like the beanie hat. Uh huh. You know, with the it was like oh, with the brim.
0: I had one of those too.
1: I pulled it all the way down. Yep. So I could you could barely see my eyes if you could see anything at all. Right. And I wore like uh I just wore all black in our high school. I still do that. Yeah. Fuck right now. Well, I mean, I wore like a band T shirt, which I will still do. And I wore, like, black jeans, Converse's, um, my little beanie hat, and, like, a black jacket. But it was, like, a black hoodie,
0: and it was, like, very poofy. So it was very comfortable. Was it, like, a Carhartt black hoodie? Um, Were we not talking Carhartt kind of money back then?
1: No, no, no. It was, like, Champions before okay. Champion <laughs> really took off, because now that's, like, the hot shit. Right. I was this rocking was, that shit back in the day.
0: you... I copped it at Kohl's for like 20 bucks.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. we went to Marketplace Mall and I got it for Fair like enough. 15 bucks. Even better. I know. I was like, man, this is this is what Save it's all your about. Is
0: cash for something else.
1: I know. Maybe maybe it's because I was helping them by going out and advertising their shit because people were like, your your hoodie looks so comfortable. I'm like, yeah, it looks comfortable because I've been sleeping it, living out of it like a tent, like a homeless person.
0: I've never changed. Never washed this hoodie.
1: Not one fucking time. Yeah, I like tucked
0: into it like a turtle in a shell, just hanging there. Like this is where I live now. Oh god that is pretty good stuff yeah
1: i'm still guilty of that though i will probably wear out a hoodie like way before and wear something else out
0: i olivia fell asleep early a couple saturdays ago and i had half a bottle of sake left so i started watching an old kurosawa samurai film and set the tone it, it really did but no it was the same sort of thing where they had the big long like samurai robes but the guy would mm-hmm. always he would I guess it was cold. I don't know if it was cold or what or if it was just more comfortable, but he would always be wa- his f- sleeves would just be flopping because his arms were like tucked at his side. And he's walking like this with it inside. Oh, my God. <laughs> th- there was another guy in the town what where fashion, he was. Don't he. Uh, and I, this is when I realized that samurai were around until like the 1860s, because this one his samurai, his whole thing. This was he, movie. He had I a pistol. Realize that he had a pistol. and then I was like when the fuck did they have pistols in like Japan they had fireworks (laughs) they had fireworks in like 1200 AD but this Uh, guy had the fucking gun and that was his thing where he would but he would always he wouldn't fire it he would Hold it and put his arm out throughout like the deep V of his ropes and like shoot people like straight from his chest with his fucking fist. Well, it's like a sneaky tag.
1: You weren't <laughs> expecting it, were you? Well, yeah, but he always was doing
0: that though. How many he times they do they do this in a movie? What is this? He walked around the town like they shot like 12 people. What movie is this? Uh, Yo Jimbo. Yo Jimbo. From 1964, I think. <laughs> Yo Jimbo. Uh, Jimbo is <laughs> the guy who works at the Emporium in Kernsville. Means bodyguard in japanese i think jimbo yo jimbo
1: yo jimbo yo jimbo i think yo is like getting his attention jimbo is like the name
0: yeah hey bodyguard yeah anyways good good movie uh but yeah i was like this guy's got a fucking gun (laughs) yeah some of those old movies are very
1: eccentric (laughs) anyways like uh what was it um was it not the hidden dragon one or the one Crouching where Bruce. No, no, no. Uh Enter the Dragon. Maybe I'm wrong on that one because that had Chuck Norris. Um a Bruce white, Lee in the yellow person. track suit, <laughs> wherever he'd fight uh Cream Adul Jabbar or whatever. And Kareem Adul Jabbar like kicked him and his like foot was the size of Bruce Lee's torso. And Kareem Adul Jabbar just didn't do anything. He just wore glasses and looked like he was stoned out of his mind. He was just really tall. Game of Death? Is that what that was? Are you talking about Bruce Willis or Bruce Lee? <laughs> Bruce Bruce Lee, not Bruce Willis. <laughs> you
0: said Bruce Willis.
1: I mean, same thing, right?
0: <laughs> not the same person. Same guy. Not the same, the same guy? Anyways, the movie is called <laughs> Game of Death. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be the movie. Yeah, the I'm pretty that, sure it was someone that guy had with, like, Kareem Abdul
0: Jabbar and Bruce Willis in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yep, that's that's accurate. You can't make this up.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you remember Bruce Willis's acting career back in the 1960s when he was like four? <laughs> I don't know. He's timeless, Jake. Bruce Willis is. He's done his time. Now we're gonna have to look at Bruce Willis's filmography. I almost said discography, but maybe he's. Oh, dropped, he's done discography. He's dropped a few records too. He, he has. Was born in 1955 in he Germany. He did Bruno, and he was in Germany. Born in Germany, so we went back and revisited his roots with sasha baron cohen's bruno
1: no he went by bruno whenever he was doing
0: music oh <laughs> huh, well he was born in the west german town of Oder <laughs> Ider open urban in 1955 Durban, Durban. anyways uh didn't start acting till the 1980s apparently so so he was like almost in his 30s now that movie you said doesn't exist they were never in the same movie at the same time. Bruce, Who, Willis, Bruce and Willis' martial arts movies. Yes. Yeah.
1: No. No. You're you're incorrect.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he was totally there. You know they're making another fucking Expendables movie. Whoa, why? I only say that because Bruce Willis was in uh, like one or two of them. I don't know. And I, Megan Fox is going to be in it, and Fifty Cent's going to be in it. Oh, the gang's all back together.
0: Yep. Jason Statham. Why? Why? Do, you do this to yourself. Did they just throw a dartboard in Hollywood and be like, oh, we're going to get Bruce Willis and Megan Fox, Jason Statham, 50 cent, why not? Curtis Jackson.
1: I I just imagine that at this point they're funding their own movie. So it's going to be like not a lot of explosions. It's going to be somebody at their house doing these fake ass explosions like
0: j- fake ass explosions so just like making the
1: yeah, they build miniature replicas of what's going on and they just blow it up and you're like oh man
0: that looks I- so fake no I just pictured like it fading to black and somebody off camera going <laughs> 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 We could totally
1: do that. We should see if they would hire us. And they
0: slowly fade back in. They're like, oh, man, that explosion was really big and scary and realistic sounding. Cool guys, don't look at explosions.
1: Yeah. Who asked for this movie?
0: Who in their right mind had asked for this movie? I... Did anyone love expendables one and two that much i would go like, see the Let's first helen mirren back oh god i went and seen the first one and maybe i was guilty of
1: watching the second one in hopes that it would be better maybe
0: i was guilty of it maybe i definitely <laughs> I did it because i loved the first one so much
1: i thought the first one was gonna be great i was like oh my god all these macho dudes
0: turns out most of those macho dudes aren't very good at acting and they're not well, very much. You can't macho. do your own stunts anymore because you're all 60 years old. All right. So what I'm going to do for my stunt is briskly walk
1: up these stairs.
0: <laughs> what I'm going to do for my stunt is get out of a very tall truck safely. Or maybe I'll get on this hover round and go see the Grand Canyon, because now I'm free to see the world! What I'm going to do for my next stunt is I'm going to board this chairlift and I'm going to slowly ascend this staircase. Now what I'm going to try to do is drive without committing any wrecks. (laughs) Committing any wrecks. For for my my next stunt, I'm going to back into this parking space.
1: (laughs) I will try not to pee in this diaper but I cannot guarantee everything
0: (laughs) for my next stunt. I'm going to get something down from the tall cabinet for my next, for my next stunt. I will try to
1: get a boner. I don't know. For my next stunt, I'm going to shoplift some fish from Walmart. Oh God.
0: I'm going to stuff some fish into my large overcoat.
1: Oh God. I'm going to try to return something. that's 30 years old
0: for my next
1: (laughs) stunt. I'm trying to think of what old people do I'm a shuffleboard I'm gonna
0: read the newspaper and sip my coffee quietly and then maybe I'll watch the news on TV for afterwards my, for my next stunt I'm going to stay awake through Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune for my next stunt I've never I'm, done both I'm gonna go feed the birds and the squirrels and name them and name all of them for my next stunt I'm gonna remember all of my grandchildren's names for my next stunt, I'm going to clean out my colostomy bag. Yeah, we went there. Gross. For my next stunt, I'm going to not talk about the war for the next hour. For my next stunt, I'm just going to sit on this bench while my wife goes and shops. For my next stunt, I'm going to deal with my PTSD from Vietnam. Oh, God. (laughs) For my next stunt, I'm going to meet the boys down at the (laughs) Hardee's
1: and have some coffee and
0: eat some biscuits. (laughs) Oh, good shit. That's what old people do, man. That is what old people do. Uh, we should talk about some news, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, we kind of touched on a little bit. Um,
1: I got some bad news, Jake. What's the bad news? The Batman director, Matt Reeves, told uh, CinemaCon that he thinks his film could be the most emotional Batman movie ever made. And that he wants to shake Bruce to his core. I said, wow. Bruce Lee. Yes. No, Bruce Willis. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I thought to myself, Why? Why? Sometimes it's when things go wrong, like The Amazing Spider-Man. The second movie tried to be so emotional that it was just stupid. It was just absolutely stupid.
0: A steaming pile of poo. His parents died. Big deal. Get over it. Live your life. he seems to have dealt with that by punching people and dressing up like a bat. So he seems he's a pretty stable individual at this point. Makes sense to me. I think that's a bad call because people are already like, oh, Robert Pattinson, what's he going to do? Fucking cry in a Batman suit or whatever. What if he does? He's a good actor. But yeah, like uh, people that are fucking children are obviously going to have that opinion no matter what. But don't invite that. Don't invite that by being this is the most emotionally charged batman ever like bat that's never been batman's strong suit is emotional attachment to most people and most things if we're being completely honest yeah you love them and leave them and that's it
1: fuck them and tell them to fuck off you know i don't i don't know that's That's the kind of batman i like but that's just that's just the
0: kind of soundbite that you just kind of like all right like and then you watch it and you're like yeah that was the most emotional batman movie ever Yeah, my
1: vagina cried. (laughs) Um, So, oh, wonderful! Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise did thirteen thousand motorbike jumps to prep for Mission Impossible Seven. Oh, hold up!
0: Uh, I'm gonna pretend I'm Tom Cruise for a second, and you knock on my door. Uh, Vroom, 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 vroom. Who's there? (laughs) It's it's me. Oh sorry um, i don't I don't know if you heard me, but I just did over thirteen thousand <laughs> motorbike jumps <Bro>. Are you-
1: <laughs> I like to picture it as like I did a small I do jump. all
0: my old st- <laughs> He's just got like a fucking toy on his desk <laughs> like I did over thirteen thousand of these He's been
1: prepping uh with his <laughs> fingerboard to get this taken care of. I
0: do all my own stunts for my next st- <laughs> do thirteen thousand jumps like how how does he know? I don't fucking do. Maybe he's got like a counter or something. Or yeah, he's got a, like the app on his Apple Watch where you do thir- a thousand motorbike jumps.
1: Shocks, pegs, lucky. Who's this? The boy, dynamiter. You ever take it off any sweet jumps? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I like three feet in air that time. <laughs> So yeah, I got a feeling that's like Tom Cruise is hanging out with Napoleon Dynamite.
0: Yeah, just doing all sorts of sweet jumps, sorts of crazy shit. (laughs) Uh, In sad news, Ed Asner passes away at age ninety-one.
1: Yeah, he was an old man. Um, He was on Married... Tyler Moore. That's the first place I saw him as Lou Grant. Um, I people talk about that still. We were watching ET the other day, and people were talking about that. Yeah. he was uh oh by the way i would like to say
0: that obviously he he was also santa in elf
1: yes and he was uh and up he did the voice of the old guy um et is full okay i'm gonna get on a soapbox here for a second et is full of a bunch of dumb rich people talking about what they're doing and their children who are undeserving of anything their parents have done and they're like trying to glorify their kids
0: you recently watched et Uh, haven't you
1: (laughs) yes and i couldn't stand it i was just like these people have done nothing like i I wrote a song about people making fun of me for having bulimia and i don't uh, you know whatever if you have bulimia not cool but you know sort through your demons but i just like the dumbest people are famous the Thomas, people are famous how are we not famous
0: we're idiots
1: <laughs> we could see through it we're the, the target demographic we really are and i was just like um or on the et they're like oh and my daughter she dressed like me and we just went somewhere and we matched and like her daughter like what is her daughter doing no one knows it's the first time you've seen it. i'm like oh they look alike good job like Sneaky. who gives a fuck
0: Speaking of idiots, it took me up until about three seconds ago to realize you were talking about Entertainment Tonight and not ET, the extraterrestrial. The Steve that was what you thought. We are the demographic. (laughs) Here we sit. I was like, I don't don't remember remember anyone in ET having Bolivia.
1: Did E.T. It, it was a deleted scene.
0: <laughs> did Drew Barrymore have Bolivia? <laughs> she was like too young. It was years, the mom. Eight years old. E.T.
1: No, E.T. did. He Wait, ate the candies. Call. He was like, blah. Wow. Way to, good job, Spielberg. <laughs> Jesus Well, Christ. I mean, E.T.'s body was just trash, if we're
0: being he, he, honest. He had bodied dysmorphia. <laughs> He didn't have body dysmorphia. He was not hot. E.T. was not hot. Yeah. I would not fuck that fat. I would not either, neck. man. <laughs> uh, speaking of things I'm that are on a treadmill. Nuts, China has said that you can't play video games more than three hours a week. So how do you really get a far on a mission? Uh, what are you going to do for the weekend? This would take you five years to beat Red
1: Dead 2. <laughs> you think China is doing this to combat the fact that their populations um like descending and they're like hey less people playing video
0: games more mistakes happen hey kids go out there and make the loves you would no I would say it'd be the opposite because they've got so many people if so if more people are playing video games and not reproducing what would you do better (laughs) if you
1: didn't play video games as a child I can kill myself I would just be (laughs) beating off all day (laughs) then I'd kill myself (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> there's gonna be a uh jungle cruise sequel get out there's of no, town there's no segue there i just went straight to the next thing uh according to thr disney is already beginning work on a sequel well uh, big old fucking surprise they made like a shit ton of money who would have thought that stars dwayne johnson and emily Brunt. Brothers- Emily Brunt. Emily Brunt. <laughs> yeah. Set to reprise their roles. Michael Green, who co wrote the original movie, will also write the sequel. Oh, it's probably going to suck. Yeah. How about that? So it uh, earned over $100 million at the domestic box office, $187 million worldwide, which in plus $30 will million they dollars sue from an, uh, its Disney Plus streaming service, will which they we sue contributed them? to. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It, it depends on what they had in their contract and what. Percentage of the box office they were uh, entitled to. So yeah, if you were in, if you were going to get a cut of like Avengers uh, Endgame and then a cut of your own solo movie, and one wound up going straight to streaming, and nobody went to the theaters to watch it, yeah, I understand why you're upset.
1: Because you have millions but, of dollars already, but you realize that you've missed out multiple millions of dollars, but multiple
0: millions of dollars, especially at a time when you know the whole the whole world is kind of going to shit, and some people are. <laughs> don't have anything but you know what You since it's in your contract you're entitled to go after it. Then. you know what my biggest problem with Scarlett Johansson is oh you're about to unload on Scojo
1: I just got As this one by thing nobody? <laughs> she just had a child and named him Cosmo like Kramer you're right that's your un- kid's name is fucking Cosmo that's unforgivable that is unforgivable <laughs> like that's- why with Cosmo it's like a dog's name last name Politan First name Neo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here's some news I'm really excited about. Scarlett Johansson's kid comes in chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. <laughs> all of the above. Um, well, it could be a redhead.
1: Obviously, a white kid. I don't know where he gets the chocolate from, though.
0: You just ate cho- held the chocolate bar too long and it melted all over.
1: But that will happen. Yeah, melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Um, uh, Marvel announces new series for future of Marvel universe. We got the Devil's Reign, which I believe is um, that's uh the Daredevil Avenger for Avengers Forever. Something called Timeless. Then we got Wolverine stuff. X Death of Wolverine. X Death of Wolverine. And these both happen at the same time. She Hulk uh reckoning war moon girl the devil dinosaur i don't know what the fuck that is
0: keep them coming i can't wait for moon girl i'm really excited to see about wolverine i think she hulk could be interesting yeah but uh, she's gonna be hot anyway (laughs) keep them like et yeah dude no (laughs) you know she's like a tough chick
1: so she might like rough you up a little bit you like to be thrown around I mean, if she's got to do what she's got to do, but you're not going to tie me up. It freaks me out. Freaks me. You ever been tied up before? No. Jake, you got to go out there and live, man. That makes me just green with envy. Je- <laughs> jealous rage.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that would, it freaked me out. I was like, I can't move. And then Anyways. people were trying to tickle my, my man parts. Tickle them.
0: Don't so tickle me. That's what you do when you tie someone up: is you go straight in for a tickle. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't know.
1: People are wild. They're sickos out here.
0: Anyways, keep it coming. Uh, every Marvel series we've seen so far, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yes, pretty, of a pretty, uh, just pretty high quality, I guess. Um, next news: we have some sad news and some news that I'd like to think that we had a direct influence in. We definitely did. Yeah, because we talked about this last week, and guess what? uh mike richards is uh no longer affiliated with jeopardy <laughs> so he re- he's been the exec- if you haven't been following the story uh, in a rare follow up from last week's story where this that's not rare we do uh, this all the time this fucking idiot was you killed Mark Wahlberg's mom. I did not. Kill you did because we talked Mark. about it. We followed up on it because I roasted his terrible d- person. Dumbass workout routine so much. His mom died his because his heart it. gave out because I roasted <laughs> Mark
1: Wahlberg so hard. Her heart gave out. <laughs> <Mark> gave out. <laughs>
0: she just couldn't take the fact that he worked out for like 14 hours a day and spent three hours of family time and two hours in prayer. <laughs> spent a 10 hour day golf but no time to poop or pee Yeah. was my guy getting that the, done who's the moron now Mark Wahlberg you wrote all that shit down and didn't re- that's the guy that's cleaned out his colostomy bag because <laughs> he didn't budget for it. he failed to plan for it and he goes to bed like you could work out a couple times a day and not wake up at 3 in the morning and go to bed at 7 p.m. Like, yeah. you fucking loser. Like, you don't have to do. How that. are you going to film night scenes? Oh, in the morning. <laughs> in the morning. <border>. Because he's <laughs> up at Stupid. 3 a.m. I'm sure his co stars
1: love that. I-, I would, I bet he's like, uh, Polly
0: from Jersey Shore he just runs around and blows. Oh yeah, man. wake up, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, Mike Richards is uh, off Jeopardy forever because he said some uh, questionable stuff on a podcast, and somebody but a canceled him. And then he was, yeah, he said, so like, hey, you taking to booby photos? And he was like, hey, Jews, what's up with this? And somebody hey, Jews, was like, what's hey, what's up with this? Oh, he said some questionable stuff. It was about it was about women, about Jewish people, probably something about people of color as well. I, I don't know. I haven't read the exact transcripts of the stuff he said, but it was just it was dumb stuff. But the whole thing was he was like, oh, I'm the executive producer and we're going to launch an exhaustive, exhaustive search of the host for Jeopardy. And he wanted to pick himself. And someone was like, hey, Psych. you're an idiot. And he's like, OK, I'm not going to be the host. but I'm still going to be the executive producer. And now he's fired himself, I guess.
1: Um, so (laughs) let me ask you this so um people are very hypersensitive nowadays
0: about things so well first off ryan i'm very upset that you said that i just said some people did say you well i feel like i've been personally attacked and (laughs) watch what you say from here on out well (laughs) my my thought process
1: is okay so uh there have been people who have been canceled right Um, Some offenses are worse than others and some you just can't come back from. Um, But some people's offenses are um, sometimes not as bad as others, kind of like drugs, like, you know, people who've gone away for like having a lot of pot or something like that. Now pot's becoming legal. Do you think there will be a time in the future when people turn around and look back on the hypersensitive error that we're kind of in right now and think, oh, we're willing to forgive and forget.
0: No, I think the sun's gonna explode in like five years <laughs> and we won't have to worry about any of this.
1: You know Kevin Spacey's filming a new the, movie. The in sun America. will
0: explode in a race of all Kevin Spacey's old tweets. <laughs> It'll be nothing but Nicolas Cage. He will be the only one left, just like that one movie where Him and he cockroaches. got those two kids together and it was like weird Adam and Eve at the end of time or whatever. What? Yeah, you don't have you not seen that one? I don't think so. What was it dude, called? The Nicholas End of Gage, Days or something? Or end of Time? Adam and Eve movie. <laughs> you could look it up and then that's going to give you... It was called Knowing from two thousand. Oh, he could like see into the future and some shit. Yeah, or his kids could seen see it into yet. the future. And he's like, oh, there's a plane going to crash. And he would know the future like 30 seconds before that plane crashed. And well, that's like, gonna well, that's not going to do you any good if yeah, you're in exactly. the, you're the air. Like, oh, you're this, like, oh, shit. You might as well just not said anything because it's like almost worse kind of knowing right before it happens but not being able when to you do tell Homelander to save you. And then like some aliens showed up and then like the world was on fire. But the aliens were like, hey, we got to pick these two kids and then they could (laughs) fuck. Or something. They just left. How old off. were these kids? Just left. They were like twelve, and they like left them on the moon or something. And Nicolas Cage just fucked off and died. Or I can't. Really so you remember. left them on the moon to fuck? I can't remember what happened. How would they survive on the moon? Do you want to know what Knowing got on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I'm gonna guess a great score, thirty four percent. That's actually 9%. higher than it should be because that movie was bad. You know what was a great movie? Forty one percent on Metacritic. Willy's Wonderland. Uh, by all by all, um, yeah, accounts, definitely better than knowing. God, this was a bad movie. Wait until October. I saw this in the theaters, too. And I remember. You paid good money for it. I paid like $8 to watch this in 2009. Dang, that was before inflation. I was like, this was bad. <laughs> uh, well, it's
1: Nicolas Cage, so it's iconically bad. Yeah. Iconically bad. It's so bad, it's good. But no, this was so bad, it was just bad. I wish I could just watch all the Nicolas Cage movies. Skip this one. no I'm going to watch them all and you know what I'm
0: just not going to go to work until I finish it yeah just a man spiraling in a dark room by himself after he watched knowing could you imagine how you'd come out if you watched a bunch of Nicolas Cage movies over and over and over and over again there's some weird ones out there man no you'd have to be in like a padded cell by yourself if you subjected yourself to that kind of mental torture I mean face off was okay not that was probably the worst
1: one that was the worst one. No, it's probably not the worst not one. Several of
0: them were pretty bad. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of stuff that's not pretty bad, it's actually pretty good, or maybe it used to be bad, but used now to it's be a bad, lot but better. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like Nicolas Cage's career, but reverse. Uh, No Man's what? Sky Frontier is just released today. Uh, it's the fifth anniversary update and it's added basically uh, Star Wars style settlements to this game. So every well, not every planet, but a lot of plants will now have these cities, basically, that look like kind of moss Eisley's in different sorts of locations. Bless so, you.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah. Mos
1: Eisley's. <laughs>
0: Anyways, I've played this a whole bunch the last week on PS5, and it looks amazing. It runs great. And I cannot. The, the team that developed this, like, just keeps putting in free updates and adding stuff to this game and it's come so far from when it first came out and everyone was like, this is the worst fucking empty thing that we've ever seen and then Cyberpunk happened a couple years later and now No Man's Sky is the big success story. Great game, not for everybody. You'd probably hate it. I mean, it's it's beautiful, it's fun to play but it's completely about resource management and inventory stuff.
1: Burn it up, baby. (laughs) I got a dollar in my pocket. I'm looking to spend it.
0: But yeah, if you're looking for value for money, um, I got it on sale for like 20 bucks on like a digital copy of it. And they've updated it literally like they've had six or seven updates since I bought this game like two years ago. So they're always adding new stuff to it.
1: Well, speaking of hot values, didn't you say Cyberpunk 2020? Yeah,
0: it it's was down to like a $10 bargain bin like the disc. It uh, just came out in by. December. It's down to like 40 bucks on PlayStation Network now that it's. it's- Even at $40, yeah, with a disclaimer if you have a PS4, don't bother buying this because it's not going to work very well. That's how you know you put literally the first sentence, even before the game description, because they're just like, you know what this game is. If you have a PS4, it blows, don't do it. (laughs) Like, don't bother.
1: Um, the last bit of news that we have here, Jake, is that Paramount delays Top Gun, Maverick, and Jackass Travert to 2022 my dad's gonna be so upset he's like he constantly asked me every time i go over to see him on the weekends With he's Top like
0: going coming out
1: yeah pretty much he mentioned it this past week he's like when is that movie supposed to come out i was like oh it's coming out soon well now i have to tell him that
0: that is not true anymore was he also disappointed that clifford the big big red dog got bumped from its september 17th release
1: yes um he cried um and i just comforted him i said dad it's okay dad rumors have spread about sony potentially pushing venom back um let's see other upcoming releases like marvel's eternals mgm's no time to die at sony's spider-man no way are still set to debut in theaters this year can you imagine if they push back
0: spider-man i think that shang chi is the big test for those other two i'm but, gonna go see that is yeah, that coming out this weekend i think it is this weekend so basically shang chi is coming out no matter what and then, if it doesn't do very well in the first week or two, I think they might bump Eternals and Spider-Man to next year, based I, on how it how it does. Because I don't think they're doing the hybrid release model with Shang Chi like they like they do with Black Widow. Yeah, I just, I just think, or Jungle Cruise for that matter. I think they
1: uh, they have to. well, I mean, I don't know with these releases that we just talked about with the Wolverine stuff. I, I all these things tie in together, so I'm yeah, just thinking they're gonna like get, they're, they're going to push that back, back too. A lot
0: of them will be. So I think there's a cert, there's a certain amount of flexibility, but you know, if stu- I think a lot of stuff is probably going to be wind up on like the Disney Premium thing where they're like, so you think we're going to go through that again? Probably. <laughs> I, could, I would I would imagine so. I mean, I'm okay with that. Spider Man, maybe not. That might be the exception since it's Sony and Disney. So Sony might be. They might do their own thing. Well, Spider-Man's going to do way better than the Eternals. Oh, yeah. Eternals does not. I'm not hyped on that very much. Shang-Chi might be. I thought that might be decent. It might be better than Eternals, but I. Spider-Man, man. -Man, Man, Man? Yeah. More people know Spider-Man all all over the world. That's the big one. Plus, you know, like, obviously the multiverse and everybody. They're bringing everybody in and they've been talking about this for like two years. That literally every Spider-Man character from multiple universes is going to be in this we've already seen alfred molina so you know toby mcguire is going to show up at least maybe probably andrew garfield as well uh i'd like to see willem Dafoe in there as well i think you know he threw his ball up there so we already got one green goblin um and then you know
1: james franco i'm sure he'll come around yep james franco will definitely
0: be back (laughs) harry um he else? won't have hit his head oh jamie
1: fox did you say him as electro
0: uh yeah i think that well i think jamie fox gave an interview like two mm-hmm. years ago where he's like but i'm the electro's gonna have different hair or, or he's gonna be he's in, going in his suit different, different color. color or something <laughs> um
1: yeah that kind that movie was terrible they said even the lizard man may be making an appearance in it
0: yeah um, I wonder I if could gone without Kurt Connors making come back. I
1: wonder if this is part of Mysterio's plan and none of it's really true and that he's stuck in this like
0: fake reality. It could be either of those but either, either that or multiverse would be a smart way. I think to, it's going to be
1: a multiverse because I mean you, they've you've already, already committed to They've that. already
0: hinted at it plus we've seen that in Loki and other other stuff so mm-hmm. uh, I either, either way. But uh, Mysterio angle is one I hadn't thought about but would be interesting
1: would be and there's still even it's like a inception It's like a dream within a dream so even if you went to like a different parallel earth or yeah. timeline you could still be duped there yeah, by mysterio like, oh, it's
0: just a bunch of flying drones and we're just on a bridge this whole time that's what's so <laughs> I, I like jake john hall's mysterio i thought he was good in that last one um that was
1: not my favorite I actually like the first movie better but that's I could be subject to change I only watched it once and that was my initial reaction and a lot of things go into factors when I watch movies how's the audience and how I'm feeling how many biscuits did I had that morning did I get popcorn several do I have me a soda a soda a soda pop. popcorns and sodas yeah a diet sodas <laughs> diet sodas <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding I don't drink soda mm-hmm. Unless I'm drinking more of a water guy. Yeah, same. And beer. Water and beer. Yeah. Oh, and wine. Wine. Oh, yeah, I definitely drink some red wine. Yeah, I always love a red wine
0: in the movie theater. Yeah, but that'd be tight. Ooh, coffee's really good, too. Yes,
1: I love to pee
0: every 10 minutes during a movie. Yes,
1: (laughs) I just drink everything. I'm just like,
0: yes, (laughs) just put it in my face. You have pee, I'll drink that, too. It's gonna happen. (laughs) Just accept it. Well, what do you want to talk about next? We've got a couple different main topics for this week. We've got some candy men's, some candies. We've got some Some what ifs. We've got Axiom Verge 2. We've got the PlayStation 5, which is sitting behind me. What do you want to talk about?
1: Um, I'm going to hit us off real quick with this Val Kilmer thing that I said. Oh, yeah.
0: And Val Kilmer's.
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) I'll be quick on that. But um, there is a, um, I believe it's Prime. Um, they have a documentary about a famous, once famous actor named Val Kilmer called Val and Val Kilmer in this documentary. He, uh, he had his voice box removed or something like that. And he had like the hole in his throat put in and, you know, it just shows how he was, I don't know. He went from like the top of the world to the bottom of the world, but he keeps a good, um, presence about himself and you know his kid narrated but there's times wherever he was talking like five years ago before the operation you're like get a glimpse of him and just feels like yesterday for me um because i've seen him in a bunch of interviews um and then now see him where he's like "Eh." he's got to push on his throat and stuff and it's just very interesting to see somebody who really had it all And it's really kind of fallen from grace, though. I don't think that he necessarily squandered all of that. I just think, you know, he just fell on hard luck. So uh, it was definitely a great watch. I would give it probably an eight out of ten. I just I did enjoy it and I would advise other people to watch
0: it, especially if you are familiar with who Val Kilmer is. I have to admit, I'm not a very big Val Kilmer person. But do you know who he is? Yeah, I know who he is
1: um yeah he's
0: what What all is he in
1: he was in batman forever okay yeah he was See, in the
0: doors movie there we go <laughs> what he was in tombstone he was doc holiday he had the he has the name and face i can place but then i was like oh crap can i name how many things can i name that he's actually been in oh he's been in quite a few i those yeah. are the most famous ones
1: that i can think of the doors tombstone and um
0: batman yeah, well, good, good stuff. Always love it. I lo- always love a good documentary, especially. Um, I love I love a famous person documentary if they're not like a fuckhead. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that he's a fuckhead. Yeah, he's I, just I think he's very. He's gone through some shit. It sounds like <laughs> he's definitely a different individual. But good to see that he's so cancer-free. He's
1: um, yeah. And then I did see something recently. So he's going to be in that Maverick movie. That's going to get pushed back to twenty twenty. Thousand twenty twenty thousand and uh, uh, yeah, uh, Tom Cruise insisted Val Kilmer be in it. And um, recently, I heard something like that uh, they have rebuilt uh, uh, Val Kilmer's voice. And the intro to this movie, he's talking, or maybe it's his son, um, and I, that same dialogue has been changed into his voice, and you just wouldn't know the difference. That makes sense. Sounds just like him. But the weird thing is they couldn't take, they took it all from his home movies and regenerated his voice. Kind of like they did for um, Ebert, uh, Roger Ebert, whenever he lost his voice. They did that for the Anthony Bourdain documentary
0: too. Yeah, they did that. <laughs> um, but uh, Unlicensed Bourdain documentary. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that one did, didn't that do fairly well? I think so, but I think that they, it was just like the ethics behind that because especially it was, it was like unlicensed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you could definitely bend the rules with some technology. Yeah. Um, but uh,
1: so they did that and I'm just interested to see how that plays out and if he can take that beyond like what his living situation is now so he can be able to talk normal. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't use any of the audio from movies because there's, like, licensing agreements. Mm. So, literally, he couldn't use his own voice from movies
0: because someone else owns the rights to that. Isn't that wild? Yeah. The whole... Being a celebrity is just a wild prospect, too, when you sign something. You're like a contract. prostitute. I mean, it's kind of like the same with music, though. Like... Oh, yeah. I read something about that,
1: actually, today. Billy Corgan that, yeah. and Brett Michaels and a bunch of people were talking about how you just get things you can have 50 good turnouts or 50 bad turnouts on one you know situation
0: yeah it's it's a mess it's it's crazy how much uh you know <laughs> as a creative person or you know an actor a musician how much you don't own your own likeness or your own creative creative work and that
1: Really strange. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like people look at the immediate goals, like fame, fortune, you know, sex, drugs, as opposed to like, hey, are you going to retain all these things and be able to make money years and years and years down the line, you know?
0: Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Pretty sobering stuff. Um, Well, keep drinking, my friend. This Kool-Aid tastes good. Yeah. I guess, yeah, speaking of that, it's kind of a natural segue. Um, two weeks ago, I, I bought and uh, downloaded Axiom Verge 2, which I think is probably going to be... I have not played that many new games this year, but probably my game of the year. It is incredibly fantastic. But I think that the the story behind it is kind of one that's uh, not exactly similar to Val Kilmer, but the guy who made it, Thomas Happ, he has made both of these the first game and the second game, did all of the artwork, all the programming, directed the game and wrote and recorded all the music himself. So this has been these two games have been like the last like 12 years of his life. And I watched uh, IGN did a documentary about him a couple years ago while he was still working on this second game. And um, just a really just humble individual just seems like a normal, unassuming guy in this. Like he had a exclusive contract with Sony, made this indie game that wound up selling really, really well, found out about that. And at the same time, he had this son that had this rare degenerative uh, like brain disorder. It was like an aneurysm or <laughs> it's called Connectors, Connectors disease or something like that, where basically his like he is like Brain does not tell his arms and legs to, to work exactly right. There's like a signal. Yeah, there's some something going on there. Um, so and that is something that kind of shows up in the difference between these two games is that the first one is Metroid. The first Metroid, like it's very, very, very heavily influenced by it from the colors, from the atmosphere, Uh, A lot of the music is very similar. So you were like bonerific on that. Yes. But the the big thing, the difference between the two games is the first one, very, very cool. Uh, A million different types of weapons and stuff. But the atmosphere, it really feels like you're kind of suffocating (laughs) in this dark, weird alien underground place. Whereas this second game, a lot of open spaces, very, very detailed background. A lot of it's outside And a lot of the music is, it's very upbeat. It's very bright. It's almost like you can tell the difference between someone that was going through some shit and then someone that's trying to find a similar but a a brighter creative spin and putting putting that into something else. And I think that that very much shows up in this game. Gameplay-wise, it's fairly similar. It's got a complicated but not so complicated story like it's it's a story where if you actually read the text boxes you understand what's going on it's reading alternate dimension shit going on the combat is much much simplified the first game had 50 different types of weapons and stuff this game you have a pickaxe you have a boomerang that's about it were you a little bummed (laughs) out by that at first i was Um, because that was a big draw on the first one was the amount of flexibility and creativity you had in combat and in navigation you had a drone in the first one which is the answer to how in metroid you have the morph ball where you roll up in a ball and you can go Mm. down like all the tight crevices the first one you had a a remote controlled drone so you would just send that through those tight spaces and then you could warp to the other side of it okay Um, like teleporting this one a little bit different the drone is way, way, way more efficient than your actual body is. And so I wound up playing most of the game as that little drone. And there's a little grappling hook that you can, once you, the timing of it is di- was difficult to learn at first, but it's got a drone. Um, sorry, the drone has a, a bandsaw and that's its main weapon uh, and this little grappling hook thing. And once you get the hang of it, it is fun as hell to just jump and zip around the whole map and you can like, Fly for like short distances in it, go through tight spaces. It was so fun to go around in that. And it mixes up. So there's this real world, which is an alternate dimension. And then there's the breach, which is another alternate alternate dimension. And there's tears between these different dimensions. So that basically you have the overworld map and then you have like the. Effectively the dark world map where you can go f- jump through these different portals. And that's a lot of what your puzzle solving is, is figuring out where to go next. And it's usually solved with portals where you go in a portal, you come out another side, and you, what do you know? You, that obstacle that was in your way in the real world, you found a way to get through it to the other end. Kind of like other Mario s- Brothers. Yeah, on the other side of it. And then there's the upgrade that you need in the real world to get through the other obstacle. And it was just... It was a really really fun game. I don't think it broke the mold of that style of game, but I do think if that new Metroid game is actually better than this, I'm probably going to be surprised. Really? <laughs> if I'm if I'm being completely honest. What? Because My- that really seems it's like we've talked about with like bands and stuff like we've like we use Blink-182 as an example where they were very, very influential. And then you have a whole other generation that's influenced by that. Mm-hmm. And then you have the big band that makes a comeback and is influenced by the bands that were influenced by them. And it's like, How is this just like cycling. a photocopy of a photocopy at this point? And is the original actually less good now because they've been influenced by, you know. So it 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 makes me, I don't know. There's been some great games in that style. Hollow Knight, both of the Axiom Verge games were really, really, really enjoyable, really fun. And it makes me wonder if the new Metroid is just going to be like, we're just sticking, we're going to pretend like it's 2000 and the last 20 years of games inspired by this have not happened. So Well, uh, hopefully they <laughs> this
1: ultimately ends up I mean, why can't both be like a love letter to the old
0: Metroids? Um, you know, it it could be. And this this was a bigger departure from the first game than I thought, but it's still very much in the same vein. Just his his art style, the way that he designs these characters and these giant like mechanical monsters. Mm-hmm. It's like a mixture of like just some weird sci fi shit mixed with like Indian. Uh, like actual India, like religion, folklore and stuff. Is that where the guy is based from? No, he's a white dude from like tennis. He's from like Nevada or somewhere. <laughs> what a letdown. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. Why are you just an old white dude? Yeah. Well, he's not old. He's like 45, but like, <laughs> why are you just some middle-aged white dude? Just insane. Just insanely creative. Oh. Just a very creative person. And it's so cool to see, just to look and play something where it's like everything you see and hear was designed and thought of by one person. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty cool to me. So those are those are great games. They're both very cheap. If you like those styles of games and haven't played them, definitely check out both of them. Both of them are like 15 bucks on the Switch and pretty much every other platform. So uh and they're pretty long for that. Both of them were about 12, it took me like 12 hours to beat the first go round. I beat this game by accident. (laughs) I didn't realize I was locked into the, I ran into the door. It was my fault. Yeah. (laughs) And then it was, I saw the credits roll and I was like, I did it. (laughs) Can I go back to my last save point? Yeah. I forgot Um, to look around a little bit. So it's, it's definitely one that I think I'll go back and replay because it does have that element of you can go back and play it a different way. But, I thought i going to say, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, it's a great, really fun game. Uh, very well designed and just extremely creative and very much my kind of shit, <laughs> I would say. I
1: dig that. I imagine you're doing some inventory in there. Uh, not, not
0: very much you inventory. You weren't really doing any inventory. There's no I inventory, you would actually. enjoy
1: the inventory. There's no inventory.
0: There's well, a like little you just get like two gems a, together. You got a boomerang or something. There's a little skill tree. Where you can level up like, oh, your boomerang's bigger now and it flies faster. Yeah. But that's about it. <laughs> check out a, check how a big my boomerang is. But again, the first one again, like thirty like different like guns and weapons and- Yeah, what a strange thing that
1: some of the appeal of the last one was this huge inventory or
0: arsenal that you had, yeah. and then now they've reduced you to like no guns, right? We- no guns. You have uh, like a melee weapon and then a ranged weapon. So, <laughs> and that doesn't really even count because it's not bullets or anything. It's just yeah. like a boomerang. Yeah, weird. Weird that they took away like so much of what made one great, and but still able to produce something that's different but similar but equally as good. Well, In maybe it's more enjoyable to actually play because <laughs> the environment isn't quite as depressing. <laughs> wonder if they um, just felt like they were
1: carbon copies and they decided to really branch out. Like if they were compared to Metroid, like multiple times, people were like, oh, you're just a rip off, rip off. And they're like, well, this is the route I'll go to prove to you that we're not just saying we're our own entity.
0: Probably part of that. But I think an, like. Kind of like I said before, I think it's very since it is one person, I think it is reflective of some of the stuff he's gone through in his personal life yeah. where he's like, I want to do something a little brighter, maybe a little more hopeful and not quite as an oppressive environment for players to be in for extended periods. Less so, mood, more too. Yeah, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit like that. And I could I get that, especially after watching that. I'm like, yeah, I under, I think I do understand why these are different much different games <laughs> yeah uh, from one to the other so especially probably color palette and music and just stuff ev- like that everything the about sense. it is it feels different which is weird when you're just looking at a pixel art 2d side scroller but one feels like you're in a oppressive environment and the other it's weird but it doesn't you don't feel like trapped at any point no, so i would take that yeah <laughs> but it goes to show how good he is at what he does, that you can convey those complex feelings and emotions from a very simplistic art style. So.
1: And cool. also maybe the clear vision of what he wanted too.
0: Yeah. And knowing how to make games. Second. Yeah, That would probably be yeah. like the big one there. You learned with one and then you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good game. I, I'd recommend it for sure. Well, can. Uh, also, we have watched a couple different stuff this week. Uh, you want to talk about to Candyman's Candyman's or a singular (laughs) Candyman. There's just one Candyman. He's single and he's ready to, what is he ready to do? Um,
1: Give you candy. (laughs) Ready to give you candy. (laughs) So um, this was, uh, uh, so I thought this was going to be a complete reboot. And in some cases it is a reboot, but it's really um, like um, a sequel to the original Candyman movie that came out in like the nine, 1990s uh, so much so that they even uh, mentioned like the characters tony todd reprises his role as the candy man um, basically at the end of candy man the original um, there was a baby um, that was taken to this burning fire or whatever um, and that's kind of how the last movie ended but anyway uh, the baby in that movie is actually the main character in the new one but he's all grown up and he's actually an artist And he's living with this girl who, you know, they're just trying to make it into this, in this part of, I believe it's Chicago or maybe it's Detroit. I don't know. Somewhere where gentrification is taking place and they're talking about how it
0: used to be. Probably Detroit, maybe.
1: Could be. I can't remember. Um, And basically um, this guy, he's a starving artist and he's kind of trying to find his way about it. And he hears about Candyman, Candyman. And he starts... Um, Candyman. Candyman. Oh, God! <laughs> Five times in the mirror, you're fucked. Which I'll get, to. Good thing there's no mirrors in this room. Yeah. Uh, well, there's TV. Um, there's nothing behind me, is there? Oh, there is. Oh, oh um, fuck You're fucked. It. Yeah. You're fucked, Art. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, he starts doing art and becomes a little obsessed. And then... Um, He's the trick is if you say Candyman in the mirror or in your reflection uh, five times, then he comes out. Well, uh, this guy kind of does that. And then, like, that's how candy man starts falling around. Um, and so the first night at his art show, he's doing the candy man thing and he's got a mirror out there and it's like inviting people to say the name. Well, this girl says the name five times then everybody leaves the uh, art show. And that's when he strikes and um, you can't see him. Candy man, you old son of a bitch. You can't see him. <laughs> He's got a hook for a hand too. You can't see him and uh, he will just chop you up when you can't see him, uh, but you can see him in reflections. And I don't know. It, the first death invited um, uh, an art critic to give the guy more attention who I think his name was Anthony, Anthony, more attention from her because this killing took place at his art show and it's just kind of worked out. Um, but anyway, all these people start dying around him because they're all trying to do the Candyman thing. And eventually he becomes isolated. Our main character, and Anthony, he, more attention. Yes. And <laughs> uh, Anthony, more attention. And um, his old lady is like, dude, what the fuck's going on? Well, um, Anthony's been going to this guy at the laundromat who just knows a little too much about what's going on.
0: You know, that yeah, guy. Everyone knows that guy in that movie that's like, oh, I bet this guy's got something to do with this. So
1: Anthony goes missing, and then his old lady um goes looking for him. And she goes to the laundromat. Um, she gets abducted by the guy who knows a little too much. <laughs> we see Anthony, and I forgot to mention that he was stung by a bee, which is what follows Candyman around um whenever he's you know about to strike and uh basically a his bee. body looks like a yeah like it's a bunch of bees but the one stung him and like he starts looking like a burn victim like it starts creeping up like a allergic reaction ah. but anyway um so in our big finale um basically they Jordan. chop off his arm like out of nowhere this next part just happens like the gore in it was not that crazy um a lot of things you wouldn't see because it's off camera. Right. And uh, well, that's a
0: good way then to save money when you're making a movie. <laughs> there you go. But they like <laughs> sold his arm off in like this final thing. And they like, sawed uh, Candyman's arm off for Aunt, uh, Anthony's Anthony arm off because they're making
1: him into the new Candyman. Oh, because yeah. this guy who knows a little too much is kind of like working for Candyman, but that's never established that they have some kind of connection. It's just like he likes Candyman because he actually knew him when he was a real
0: person. Okay, so Candyman's obviously like most people that are getting a little old in age he's ready to relocate. Tony Todd is an older man. Yeah, relocating to Florida so somebody else has to take his place and terrorize the mirrors of Detroit or whatever. Chicago, wherever we're at. Somewhere in the Midwest where it's getting gentrified. Yes. And uh,
1: (laughs) basically um, the arm gets chopped off. Um, Anthony's old lady runs. Um, the guy knows a little too much chases after her. Um, then Anthony goes in. He saves her from the dude and kills him. And then police come in and they shoot and kill Anthony right? Uh, because he's just laying there. And they're like, hey, you're black, we're white, we're cops. And, you know, was okay. like that. So there's some parallels with some real world events in this movie. Yes. Even when Candyman gets <laughs> killed, they assume that it's him who put razor blades in candy, okay. which seemed like a... I, that's like old wives tell and i was like well that's a little cheap okay so that's why he's called candy man yes and that's why he has been killed and why he is exacting revenge because he was wronged by these policemen who killed him okay uh, because they thought that he put razor blades and candy which so he it's did not. not
0: just him showing up and like stuffing like a twinkie down somebody's throat. <laughs> no 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 it's
1: he was wrongly killed and he's just wanting to Whatever, you know, back these people, which was never mentioned really in the first one. Um, and then so the old lady gets in the car, of the police know, like, hey, this is how the story's going to go unless you're going to go down with them or whatever we will kill you. Well, then Anthony, out of nowhere, comes back to life and starts killing all these people, all these cops. And uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden he turns into Tony Todd, the original Candyman, and he's like, tell people about this. I guess, keep the folklore alive. And that's just how it ends. But not very gory. And overall, I mean, it wasn't that scary. It was more dramatic than anything. I mean, I'd say watch it, but it's not something I'm going to go back and watch like on Halloween. Because
0: I'm like, I've seen it. So it seems like something that was maybe trying to make a commentary on events in the real world, but not doing it in a very respectful or even well-written sort of way. Maybe? Well, I think it was trying to
1: <laughs> push that, but also at the same time, it wasn't necessarily like a horror movie. Right. Um, because I so, think so horror was- movies have a higher bar than this. And I think this wasn't what it was trying to do because Candyman's already been established. Right. Yeah. So th- they could have been way more gory with stuff. And there was some stuff that they explained later on. Um, Were you bored at any point? um no i don't think i was bored but i did want more was it kind of a slow burn or yeah i guess you could say that because it's more invested in the story and some of the killing scenes they're kind of there's one where they're pulling out of like this huge um, apartment complex and you can see all the different um you know, apartments or whatever. And the one that we were in the, a lady gets killed and you can see her dragged all around the house, but she's like the size of like, you know, like two inches tall and you're pulling back. Right. So you're kind of seeing things from a distance and you can tell what's going on, but you just can't see the detail. Um, I, and then in one scene, there's like five girls, high school girls who say it in the mirror and then they start getting killed off. Um, but when they're killed, like, you don't really see anything or you don't really hear anything. You just hear them running and then you see, like, maybe a little bit of blood. Yeah.
0: It it, it, it just didn't really invest Watching in it, the deaths. Did, it, did those moments feel like a stylistic choice or did it feel more like we are... We're saving trying money to save some money. We're passing it off. Like it was a stylistic choice. It <laughs>
1: could have been. And maybe they were trying to appeal to people so they could um, express their opinion about social injustice by also being kind of like tasteful in how they were doing it. So it was like a horror movie. But uh, at the same time, it wasn't <laughs> a full out gore. But I think what I was looking
0: for was something a little more um, gross. Yeah. It seems like maybe something just listening to it. It seems like maybe something that kind of leaned. it would have been more effective if it leaned harder in either direction, maybe rather than kind of committing to whatever it was trying to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like if they were trying to push like, uh, uh, what they thought about, you know, the norms and maybe they shouldn't have used Candyman. They should have used like another character that they could have
0: created. So there's no expectation yeah and i don't know obviously i don't know anything about the people that made this but maybe it was a, a so woman director i know that maybe it was a situation where the license for something like Candyman was up and it was like oh if we don't use this or something that like goes to well <laughs> or I maybe mean, it already so long had that- expired that they were just like and, and i i don't even know if this is like just common like whatever it's called when it's like in the public forum like dracula or something where the I don't know if anyone actually owns the rights to something called Dracula. If it's like vampires or something, if it's like an urban folklore that people just know about, but isn't like a licensing thing or so, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, this guy was created uh, like 30 years ago, like in the early nineties. Okay, so. so
0: it's not like Slender man where it's just a common, like yeah folklore I, that became a movie. It was something that came out of a movie.
1: Yeah. It was something like that was derived from that somebody's direction. mind and then they made it into a movie. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it could have been better. I would say I'd give it like a six out of ten. I think it was better than some movies I've seen, and it wasn't necessarily B grade, but it wasn't necessarily like a horror movie either. Yeah, I just expected a little more. There was some pop scenes. And you're like, ooh, but not really anything made me get really really scared. Trailer was a lot better than the movie. <laughs>
0: It seems like it happens to us multiple times. <laughs> hey, except for Bloodshot. That was a great movie. Yeah, 100% all the way through. That's what I say when I say Bloodshot five times in the mirror and Vin, Vin Diesel shows up and punches me. And then he climbs back into the mirror.
1: <laughs> and he's like, little bitch. Little
0: bitch. Some bitch. Well, I guess the last thing we will uh, sort of talk about is Marvel's, Marvel's What If. Mm-hmm. What If? What If? uh i have seen the first three of these i think there's four out now maybe the fourth came out today and you and i watched the third one together which is what if the and you watched the first two right yeah and i've seen the first two And i have to say that probably out of the three that i've watched so far there the first one is what if uh
1: Peggy Peggy, Carter. What
0: if Peggy Carter became uh, Captain Britain instead of Steve Rogers becoming Captain America, Mm -hmm. which was interesting, uh, pretty fun, but I I feel was another one that was like leaning a little bit too hard on some 1940s stuff where they were like, But you're a girl and girls can't do stuff. And she's like, But I can punch a lot of people and throw a shield. And they're like, Okay, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> Don't hurt me. Um, and the second one was, what if uh, T'Challa was became Star Lord instead of Peter Quill? And that one I really enjoyed because I feel it was probably the most. That's the most outlandish one. Yeah, probably the most true to life. So Zondu he shows shows up and they're looking for Peter Quill, but then they show up and like right outside of Wakanda. And to like T'Challa's like eight years old or whatever, and he had to like an argument with his dad, and he's like, I want to go outside, and he's like, There's nothing out there. Like people suck. Like they're always at war. Like we got like holograms and we got all kinds of cool shit here. Like you don't want to leave. And he's
1: yeah, like, yeah, people want to come here. and yeah, it's a like, fake yeah, place, we and
0: we don't let them. And he's like, well, I'm gonna fuck wander. you, Dad. I'm gonna wander outside, and he does, and he gets picked up by a UFO, and he gets you know flashed away for like twenty years or whatever with a sweet soundtrack. So uh, Chadwick Bozeman's pretty no soundtrack in that. That was Weird. apparently a big Peter Quill thing. T'Challa doesn't do the same like. Same well, I think thing. that was his connection with his mom. Yeah, Peter Quill's. So that was um, Chad Chad. This is I think ch- going to be Chadwick Boseman's last like credited acting um role because mm-hmm. uh, they got he did did the voice in this one, and uh some really interesting directions that went in. Um, so they had Thanos shows up. Thanos is on uh. Star-Lord's crew Really? Yeah <laughs> Because he was like He had this whole idea Of you know He was going to You know do the whole Was uh, it Josh Brolin's voice? I think so huh. it re- if, if if it wasn't Josh Brolin It was someone that sounded Exactly like Josh Brolin <laughs> Who else is a part of this crew? Uh, Mary Poppins? Pretty much the The regular Guardians crew uh, Drax was not there So I don't think they got Batista Drax was like a bartender at one of the bars they go to, but he wasn't like on the crew. So they like swapped him out for Thanos. Probably a good trade. Yeah. Uh, And, but interesting. So the whole thing with Thanos was like, he had the whole idea, but then for whatever reason T'Challa convinced him not to do it. So he's like, okay, I guess I'll come work with you guys. But it's like, and he's got like his daughter with him. Who's like kind of in and out, but he's like Thanos. Yeah. So you mean, which one Nebula?
1: Okay, the blue girl. And wait, so is Gamora with them? No, just Nebula. Oh, because she's adopted. Remember, because yeah. Thanos went to that planet and that's, killed her family.
0: That's right. That's right. So yeah, um, yeah. And Thanos is like he's. It's like a dad joke where he's like, "No, no, no." It, and they're just like, "Oh God, we've heard about it. Kill half of the people." And he's like, "It's not genocide. It's efficient." And he said that like multiple times. So you could still be like, "He's like, yeah." yeah i mean maybe i could do it but uh he's he's very much like it's like played off as a joke and he's just like kind of hanging out with these guys and he's huge he could punch people and launch them really far um and t'challa's like he's the same kind of he's his thing is that the his version of guardians they like go place to place and they still steal stuff but they use it to like help other um like people in need so it's kind of it's more like a robin hood situation with a lot Mm -hmm. of the the, a lot of the stuff they do they meet they hang they meet up with the collector and get captured by the collector there's a cameo by howard the duck (laughs) he's uh in like the collector's like what um, if yeah (laughs) and he's like drinking cocktails and stuff um yeah, so that one—that one was a really fun one. Probably my favorite out of all these. Um, probably, probably the most outlandish. It seemed like the one that we watched literally because they're off Earth. Yeah, <laughs> the one we watched was what if basically the Avengers were all murdered? Were all murdered <laughs> by a serial killer, as it said in the the episode description. Um, I that one I just didn't jive with as much. I don't know what exact. I mean, there's some cool callbacks, obviously to Iron Man 2. Yeah, well, I love how they killed Iron Man in this in the funniest way. Before the credits even rolled, my man was just trying to eat some donuts in and, a donut, and he was hung over. And uh, Black Widow was like, "Hey." I'm going to stab your neck with this because it's going to make you feel better.
1: But no, they were just, like, surprise, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, he just drops dead in the middle of this donut shopping. And they're like, he died. My bad. <laughs> it was like, well, I wonder who the fucking serial killer is. Like, <laughs> it's not, it isn't her. But yeah, that was definitely a, a dubious start when it's like, oh, I wonder if the person that stabbed Iron Man on the neck had something to do with it. No. No. And Turns then, out, no, they're being are all being framed. They're all getting picked off one by one in credit, increasingly creative ways to yeah. make it look like the Avengers are killing the not yet Avengers, but and then they killed everybody except Captain America, who was
1: still frozen at the time, and Captain Marvel came back. So it was going to be Nick like Fury, yeah.
0: Nick so, Nick Fury so it'd Fury be like it those up, three, who re- again reprised by Samuel L. Jackson,
1: <laughs> yes, and who was the killer? Oh, <gasps> Michael Douglas,
0: Michael Douglas, Hank Pym shows up and he's fucking pissed <laughs> because his daughter was killed. Yeah. This and world. his wife, his wife and daughter both did. Yep. Hope both, both shield related shield adjacent. So he's got a beef to pick. So he's like Avengers initiative. I'm not having it. I'm going to get real small and I'm going to pretend I'm going to frame all of you. But Nick Fury slapped him down like a bitch every time that's he because, has one eyeball. That's because Loki. Also shows up and uh, takes over the world at the end of it, basically. Yeah. Well, not basically. He did. He did. He did. Where they were like, Nick Fury's like, hey, let's work together. Loki's like, he killed my brother. He's like, no, I didn't. He's like, okay, well, just give me like 12 hours and I'll prove it. And we'll prove it to Michael Douglas. And then we'll go fuck him up in a cemetery in San Francisco. And Loki's like, okay. Perfect. I'll be <laughs> Sounds there. Sounds good. I'll, I'll be there. Um, I'll be like, I'll do like 20 Nick Furies." 'll we'll all have a laugh uh, but then I'm gonna be like, uh, I think I'll stick around Earth a little bit longer and <laughs> um, do
1: you th- okay, so the next one is what if Dr. Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? he would be dead. um ridiculous. ridiculous. Do you think <laughs> in any of these episodes we're gonna be introduced to any new characters? Such as like Wolverine or something like that.
0: Maybe. I don't know how long these are going to go. I'm assuming eight to ten episodes for season one.
1: Yeah. But I mean, just like, are we going to see anybody and everybody's going to be like, oh, look, never seen him before. And that's a character that may
0: take off some obscure ones, maybe. But I don't know if you're going to see anything new, new. Well, I don't know if that's what you're asking.
1: What if like Hugh Jackman just made like an appearance as Wolverine? would
0: be fucking wild. <laughs> Wouldn't be. What if? Probably a waste. What if? Probably that would a, be the ultimate what, what if, if, right? Yeah, what if he did? Um, but overall, I like these. I think they're well made. I like the animations, animation style and the fact that they... Loki's still the better. Yeah. One out of all the ones that I've
1: seen, like WandaVision, um, Winter Soldier, and... Captain America
0: or yeah. the Falcon or whatever. Loki's the best, mm-hmm. but the fact that they've gotten a lot of the voice voice or actual actors back to do the voice cast, except for uh, Liv Tyler,
1: um, and who else? Edward Norton did not come back. Uh, it's Mark Ruffalo though. Who else? There was somebody else. Oh, uh,
0: Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson wasn't back, but um. Jeremy Renner was back for as Hawkeye for like four lines, basically. Samuel Jackson, Michael yeah. Douglas, yeah. Um, who is the guy? I'm pretty sure Loki
1: was. Uh, yeah, that's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, Tom I had his name yeah. at the beginning. Um, there is the General Ross that that was his voice. Um, I forget what that guy's name is. Older actor,
0: Ed Asner. No, oh, God rest <laughs> his God rest his soul. God rest his soul.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I, is this going to be the last time that we see these people portraying these characters? could be for some. Well, Chadwick Boseman,
0: obviously, but.
1: Yeah. Well, the, I, not necessarily. No, Maybe, yeah. they could cheat and break the rules. And yeah. Do they like s- they did with uh, Paul Walker for or, Fast and, with, and
0: Furious or with Carrie Fisher.
1: Yep. Or like Val Kilmer's voice where they said that they wouldn't do it, but then they did it. <laughs> I'm really interested to see how they take off from this situation i mean obviously you can because i mean since it was a one-off and you even though you established a character you didn't really establish like a longevity in that character
0: i think that this is a little bit above like fan fiction where they're literally just go what if this character and this character and this happened and it's one of people were zombies a well done for and i think that there is going to be like a zombie like Oh yeah i think there is but it it it's fun and it, they're surprisingly well-made and well-told stories that are roughly 30 minutes in length and if you are a big marvel person you're definitely already over this but even if you aren't i think that just if you at least if you have a tangential knowledge of the mcu and a lot of these characters just to be like oh what if you know this one thing happened and the story was different and the way that that plays out they're all like you know just fun they're well made easily digestible and you know fairly well written i don't think that they're necessarily family friendly i don't know i mean i mean they killed people they're all like tv 14 like so they'd say like ass and hell and damn and stuff well they didn't really pull any punches in that one
1: where they killed like all the avengers that's
0: right because hank pym was microscopic and like he was in my Iron Man syringe, and then he like tickled Jeremy Renner, and Jeremy Renner sneezed and he shot tickled, the arrow. No, he
1: hit him in the a- yeah, hand. he hit his <laughs> head. <didn't> tickled him. <laughs> he tickled him. He, he up. ran up and tickled him. He
0: hopped in to his and armpit and it was like tickle, tickle. shot. Accidentally shot Thor, and <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny the way that he f- was fucking with him
1: though. <laughs> i Can't believe they killed Thor so easily. <laughs> the arrow through his heart. I mean, that guy takes a lot of bumps and bruises, but yeah. he, he takes an arrow through the heart, and I all bet of a sudden if he he's was dead. Fat
0: Thor, it wouldn't have that arrow wouldn't have made it all. The way that's through. the one I
1: want to see next. Yeah. What just, happens if Fat Thor and the little rock monster, monster went out. to Comic
0: Con? <laughs> that's what we all want to see. But yeah, if you haven't watched any of these, uh, check them out. I'll be watching I, it this weekend. I think they're I think they're pretty good, and like I said, they're short, so. <laughs> And all I love that so uh anything you want to anything else you want to add for this week Ryan
1: um I haven't played it yet but Psychonauts 2 came out for uh the PS uh four yeah, and five <laughs> and like Xbox and stuff like that so I'll be playing that at some point soon cool cool um, all right but besides that that's that's all that's all I want to talk about oh good
0: well we need to save something for next week then. yeah yeah save it the flavor <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, as we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate. 99, my bitches. Until next time, folks. Not Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more